and welcome to East General Broadcast, the podcast by the East of England Ambulance Service. Now I'm going to put a trigger warning right at the start of this episode. We are talking about the death of premature babies, so please, if that's an issue, turn off now. There is no problem with that. There isn't really an easy way to bring up this topic, so I'm going to leave it to the experts on this call. But hopefully, by listening to this, you might have a bit more of an understanding about when you may need to use the cuddle pockets and what to do and how to use them. There is also some information for East staff on our intranet and on Need to Know, so please go have a look at that. But otherwise, please have a listen. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you all so much for for joining us today. It's really appreciated. I wonder if we can just go around first and kind of introduce ourselves. So, uh, Jenny, do you want to start by introducing yourself? Good morning. I'm Jen McCluggish. I'm a patient safety officer and a paramedic in Central Cairns. Thank you very much. And Denise? Yeah, so I'm uh, Denise Kendall and I'm a safety advisor with the safety and risk team. Thank you very much. And Damo? Uh, yes, uh, good morning everyone. My name's Damon Wedding. I'm a clinical lead uh, with the East of England Ambulance Service. This is a this is obviously a really sensitive topic and something that uh, I think is is quite important to, to everyone. Damo, I wonder if you can just give us the background, please, on on sort of where the ideas uh, originally came from. What are the challenges that we face in a kind of pre-hospital setting for uh, miscarriages in situations like this? Yes, uh, this was uh, this really all came about in 2018, and it was uh, an SI that I dealt with. Um, it was uh, over a call that we went to. Um, we attended uh, a preterm baby uh, that uh, did show some signs of life, so we we resuscitated this this child, but unfortunately, it was uh, an unsuccessful resuscitation. Um, on scene, we had we had lots of. Uh, staff we had um, several crews we had loms we had an air ambulance even um, and a midwife came came to the job uh, quite late but one of the issues that we we had was once the unfortunate um, uh, child was declared deceased um, mum had to go to hospital and um, obviously baby had to go with her and this is where it all uh, went a bit wrong Um, it was all, all down to sort of communication but the midwife wanted the the the, the baby to be uh, to, to go in separately uh, away from mum uh, initially um, and we looked for a solution in in how we were going to transport this baby and there wasn't really a solution mum wanted uh, the midwife wanted uh, the baby to go in a secure uh, somewhere secure and we didn't have that uh, facility so unfortunately this baby was transported in, in a suboptimal way to the hospital uh, and this all came out as as a regard to a Datex. Uh, from the Datex, it de- got declared as an SI, and then I was involved in in uh, the work on the SI with the crews, but also with the midwife as well. So we went and debriefed and uh, discussed uh, the issues. Um, so one of one of the things that we we quickly recognised is for uh, miscarried babies um, and for preterm babies that are deceased, we have no way of actually carrying them in a dignified way, or we didn't. There were various ways that crews would look to uh, to transport them, uh, and some of them, are, again, like I say, were really suboptimal. So one of the SI actions was for me to go and look at a way of um, looking at a dignified way that we could transport these babies that were deceased. And unfortunately, um, it was one of these SI actions that um, has lived with me for quite some time because it was one I was unable to fulfil because there just wasn't anything out there at the time. And um, 
you know, we contacted undertakers, we were, worked with our procurement team, but there was just at that particular time, we couldn't find anything. So um, that's that's where where we left. It was one of those. It was the only SI action that I've never been able to uh, to complete. And um, it, it, like I say, it's really stuck with me with regard to that uh, until Jenny gave me a call one day. Thank you so much for that. And I think it's it's really important to highlight as well, isn't it? Before we get on to uh, sort of what Jen did and and the kind of processes there, that that the the carrying of these babies is is quite a complicated thing isn't it there's there's safety elements there's obviously dignity elements and we've really got to take everything into account haven't we and and there there hasn't really been up until now a, a sort of a decent solution has there no and i think i think that's endemic across all the ambulance services um obviously we'll talk a little bit more around the cuddle pockets and but other ambulance services are looking at those solutions or, or, or the cuddle pockets because there is no solution out there Thank you so much, Damo. That's that's really, uh, really important to hear. So, Jen, I wonder if you can talk us through your process, what happened and how how you kind of came to to kind of present this solution to to Damo and, and the trust. So I joined the patient safety team back in January of last year. Um, one of the first ATEXs I looked at was raised from one of the hospitals in our region. And it was regarding a crew that had conveyed a preterm stillborn baby, again, in an inappropriate manner. Um, I read through the JTEX and I just really felt for the crew because actually we don't provide them with anything to have done anything any differently. So this just sort of sat with me and I kept thinking it over and thinking we, we need to come up with a solution. And I did similar things that Damo had done in the first place, Googling, seeing what I could find and things. Um, then I contacted... Denise, who's one of our investigation officers at the time, and just asked for some support to try and find something out there and, and something that we could perhaps do. And Denise very quickly contacted every ambulance service in the UK to see if there were anything that any other trust were doing. And we very quickly found that there wasn't. So it was at that point that I tied in with Damo and somebody had put his name forward as having tried to find a solution for this previously. And Denise went on a mission to try and find something that we could bring into the trust that would seek to to solve this and to just give our crews something that we can compassionately use in, in these circumstances. So when uh, Jenny contacted me to assist with supporting her on the uh, project of trying to find a solution to convey stillborn babies, um, obviously I contacted other ambulance trusts and there was a limited response. Uh, none of them had anything or were aware of anything that they could use. So I reached out to SANS, the uh, bereavement charity, to see if they had any solutions. Um, I contacted hospitals and midwives to see if they were aware of, of what were used. Uh, and I had a conversation with um, the maternity lead at the Rosie Hospital, who was basically saying what they were for um, for stillborn babies in hospitals, but none of them would really fit the, the conveyance criteria. Um, but she did put me in touch with a, a couple of um, charity groups and non-profit organisations who knitted quite a lot of products. Um, now, sort of in conjunction with that, we got um, contacted with South East um, Coast Ambulance Service and um, the lead midwife there, Dawn Kerslake, was uh, also starting on this project as well. And we kind of uh, batted around a few ideas and she'd been made aware of a non-profit organisation called Cuddles UK, who she hadn't yet as made contact with, but was aware that they make these 
uh, cuddle pockets or angel pockets, as they called them, which they had previously made for hospitals in order to uh, wrap sort of uh, less than 24 weeks stillborn babies in um, for the families, you know, as they're sort of saying goodbye and going through their bereavement processes in the hospitals. So from that point, um, we kind of jointly ventured uh, and contacted Cuddles UK to see if they may uh, be able to to make something uh, that was quite bespoke to the ambulance service, um, a little bit more than their usual designs that they had. Um, and uh, we sort of embarked on a big project. So involving everyone decided kind of uh, what the equipment needed to look like. There were issues with regards to the materials that they were using, whether they should or shouldn't be uh, lined, whether they had embellishments on them, uh, all to try to make sure that the parents could have a lasting memory um, of them holding their stillborn while uh, being conveyed to hospital um, and also helping for the staff staff welfare as well to give them something that they can do to feel a little bit more like they're actually able to do something for the parents and obviously you know protecting the the um, the stillborn baby uh, while conveying to hospital so um, we had a, a lot of contact with Cuddles and we also contacted other charities as well uh, and non-profit organizations to see if they would be able to assist in this mammoth task um, we did a lot of background work, you know, finding out how many jobs this may involve. We have about 150 uh, incidents a year where we convey uh, premature stillborn babies. Um, you know, we needed to de decide and scope how many vehicles would need these items, um, the effect that this would have on staff, whether the parents would want to, you know, engage with these products as well. So there was a lot of, of background information sort of, you know, as a team that we found in, in what we actually needed uh, whilst Cuddles UK were busily making about uh, 700 cuddle pockets for ourselves in addition to 500 for Southeast Coast Ambulance Service as well. Thank you. That's a, a brilliant kind of insight into the the intricacies of, of making this happen. It's not just a case that we said, oh, we, we fancy doing this and we're just going to go ahead with it. We, like you say, we spent a lot of time really making sure that they were fit for purpose and and uh, like i said earlier you know sort of really focusing on the dignity aspect for for baby for parents and for our our staff as well so uh, i wonder uh, jenny are you able to just talk through what the pocket actually is and kind of i know it's difficult over a podcast but when when do you use them how do you use them what are the kind of key points there so the pocket itself is a knitted pocket, um, I believe it's six inches square. The design we put an awful lot of thought and time into and tied in with specialist midwives as well, because of course we needed something that wasn't going to cause any, any harm to the baby. So the lining is quite soft, any embellishments are on the outside. Um, the pocket, if you imagine, is a square turned onto its side. You pop baby inside, a little flap on the front and then there's two ribbons that you just tie across the front and then you can also cover the top or leave the top uncovered depending on the um the term of the baby when baby was born the um pockets themselves you'll find in every ambulance in the same location as the maternity pack would be so if you find your maternity pack there is the pocket and there's also an advice leaflet tucked into there as well the idea is that you pop baby into the pocket and then try to encourage mum to hold um, for the journey so that baby is as secure as they can be. And uh, I think that's that's a really important element as well about, you know, the, the kind of safety and protection 
element you know it's such a i can't even imagine what the experience must be like but if we can do everything that we can uh to to support people through that process i think that's that's really important damo i just want to come to you there's obviously going to be it's obviously going to be an incredibly challenging time for staff to to deal with this uh, incident like this i wonder if you're able to just talk us through some of the best practice of of using the pockets any kind of communication tips tricks or or anything like that i know you've been working with a lot of people to kind of help promote this and i know that in east anyway we've got um some training videos and things coming out soon but i just wonder just for this podcast if you could talk us through that yeah sure uh, i think one of the things we identified quite early on is that we wanted to do a video that uh, would not only demonstrate um, the cuddle pocket, but also give some pertinent information, particularly around bereavement. So we were able to um, use uh, one of the um, neonatal nurses, um, uh, a lady called Sarah Davis, who came and uh, did that piece of work for us. So the, the cuddle pocket video features her talking around bereavement and what to say perhaps things to try and avoid but also around how to give comfort to those parents at that really difficult time um in conjunction with that we also produced a leaflet um that also uh, supports the staff as well which will be in the with the cuddle pocket in the plastic wallet as well um, we do recognize obviously that this this can be a really emotive time for our staff uh, as well as the parents as well. So it was really important that we try to, within the video, acknowledge that and try to provide um, signposting for our staff as well in these difficult times. Definitely, and thank you so much for that. Jen, if I can come to you, just as, a, as an experienced clinician, uh, what, what kind of advice would you offer for, for staff who are having to uh, attend one of these incidents you know what what's the sort of best practice around looking after each other because obviously it's it's a incredibly traumatic time um and like damo says the video talks about uh what we say to to mum and dad or parents uh what what do we do with staff you know just in your own crew or in your station what what kind of advice would you give i just encourage people to talk about it if they're struggling so it might not be on the day you might do a job like this on the day and feel okay and actually you go home and it's still on your mind and it's still there the next day and the next day this is at the point where you just need to talk to somebody whether it be a colleague whether it be a professional organization the well-being team along just pick up the phone, just talk to somebody and talk about how you're feeling. At the time, you might do a job like that and, and not want to talk about it. That's absolutely fine. But if you do feel that you're struggling and that you need to have that discussion, then please just contact somebody to go through it. Yeah, that, I, I can't reiterate that enough, just about talking to people. And like you say, it's completely fine if you don't want to talk about it on the day or or immediately after the job. Sometimes it takes time to, to kind of recoil from the, from the incident. Denise, if we can come to you, I just wonder if you're able to talk us through uh, the kind of process that the East went through to to kind of a, approve these. You know, what was there was there support? Was there any sort of challenges that we were able to overcome? What, how how did that look? So absolutely. So 
the uh, a proposal went through which uh, Jenny did to the executive team with regards to the um, cuddle pockets. Uh, there was very little cost because uh, it was done by a non-profit organisation who were going to supply them completely free of charge. So all of their volunteers took on board all the costs for all the woolen materials that was needed. Um, the uh, the idea and the concept of the cuddle pockets was exceptionally well received uh, and had a, a lot of support for what it was and what the project was that we were doing. Um, and as kind of a thank you, we did manage to uh, send some financial contribution to the non-profit organisation uh, because they had to, to line the cuddle pockets, which isn't normally in their spec. So that was a, a, an additional cost for them, uh, which was um, extremely grateful. or They were extremely grateful for that contribution. We also contacted uh, some other um, local groups as well. We had the Trumpington Stitchers and we had uh, Knit for Peace organisations who also helped and uh, a message was put out to staff as well. And uh, we had some uh, staff knit some in and send them to the patient safety team. And they all uh, went to the uh, the massive uh, contributory effort of producing over 700 cuddle pockets. So we're eternally grateful for those. So once we'd uh, you know, got all the cuddle pockets, it was then just how we're going to try to communicate this to staff, this um, brilliant piece of uh, sort of new equipment for, for these incidents and how we're going to get them to everybody. So as, as Damon's already said, we did the training video. Uh, we produced uh, leaflets with a, a how to use guide um, for sort of IPC. We packed them into to wallet. So the whole of the patient safety team were involved in packing these 700 cuddle pockets with leaflets uh, into these wallets for distribution. Uh, we had uh, Graham Kent and all their Make Ready leads um, were contacted and they were pivotal in the distribution and uh, they were extremely uh, sort of supportive of the idea um, and you know, wanted to help get it out to make sure it was on uh, every one of our uh, fleet of DSAs, uh, which was quite a huge task uh, in, in getting that out to everyone. And then we did a, a soft comms launch uh, at the beginning of December and um, clearly there were other issues with regards to COVID and Christmas going on. So we weren't quite sure how the message got out to staff. Um, so uh, we've learned from that and we're planning to, to have another go with the cuddle pockets. And, and clearly with these, we will uh, need feedback from staff. I know Damon's already received some feedback from staff. Uh, so we, we do need feedback from the staff who are using them because um, that's pivotal in, in learning how to make this better or what other communication can be shared with other staff as well. So, you know, for anybody who ha has used them, it'd be lovely to hear of your experiences. Um, we've also received some really good feedback from staff as well, just saying what a, a, an excellent idea. So I, I cannot think of one bit of uh, unsupportive um, feedback that we've had from anyone around the trust, which has been um, you know, absolutely um, superb uh, for a project like this. <music> Thank you so much for listening. All of the notes and links will be in the show notes below this episode. 